the reason I share these stories with you is, is that you are going to make mistakes as a mortgage broker. There's no question. You're going to overcommit on something. Be very careful about what you commit to. I'm very careful now about the language I use and careful about what I would put in writing when I send to somebody because I will stand by it. If I say I'm going to do it or if I say you're good, I'm going to find a way to make it work. You know, and I remember a quote from Boris Bozik that I absolutely love. He says that even if it's not our fault, it's our problem. And in these cases, I actually think it was my fault. And I also know that if they were dealing with somebody at the bank, the banker, you know, this has been my experience anyway, they would just basically wash their hands of it, say, sorry, bank changed their mind, too bad. And they would get in their car and they drive home from work and they would not even think twice about it. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to the Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Peckford. And normally I bring a rookie on and we dive into what they're doing in their business. It's working. But uh, every once in a while, I like to do a solo show and just chat with you about something that you will find hopefully useful as a new mortgage broker. And today I want to talk about making mistakes and uh, what do you do? Because you're going to make mistakes. And I always say there's a thousand one ways to kill a file and there's a whole bunch of ways to piss off clients sometimes. And you're going to do all of them at some point if you stay in this business long enough. How you can handle them and how you can turn them into something positive. I'm going to jump into that. Plus, I'm going to share a couple of the ones that really were painful for me, but were very good learning lessons too. So before I jump into that, though, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application document collection platform designed specifically for Canadian borrowers, really easy to use as the borrower is filling out the app, it's automatically figuring out what documents you need. Then when you get the app come in, you can search the rates and guidelines for Letter Spotlight, which is fantastic. And then finally, when you go to hit submit, key data from the app gets fed into the application. It's very slick, easy to use. Check it out, lendesk.com. Let's talk about making mistakes because we know, and I know, and you know, you're going to make them. I made them. I'll tell you a couple that I've made and then what I learned from them and then just general principles of how you should handle this if you want to be successful in the mortgage business for the long run. If you don't care about being successful for the long run, who cares? doesn't matter how you handle the mistake. You can tell people to screw off. Too bad. Pound salt. If, however, you want to have a long-term business and you want to build a especially referral-based business, you cannot do that. So I'll tell you the first story. When I was a brand new mortgage broker, I had a um, first time buyer was really excited, young couple. They were like, oh, we're so excited to buy our first place. And I was excited to help them because I was pretty new. And they came in and sat down. I said, yep, this is what you qualify for. And of course, they wrote an offer for slightly more than what I told them. But I'm like, I'm confident I could get it approved. So I was working with a bank. I'm not going to say who they were. But in any case, we were going back and forth. And I thought and I got a commitment from them, which I thought, OK, I got a commitment. And I was sending off all the documents. And in the commitment, which I failed to read, it said subject to CMHC approval. But I had assumed if they issued me a commitment, they had already fired this off to CMHC for approval. Well, they hadn't. And so we were working back and forth. If it comes back and they're like, nope, CMHC's declined the file. So then, of course, I tried the other insurers. You know, at the time, it was like Genworth and Canada Guarantee, and none of them would touch the file. And at this point, I'd already told the clients, yeah, everything looks good. You can put down your deposit. And it was a $5,000 deposit. And so they put down their deposit and now I'm literally stuck. I'm like, oh my God, I'm sweating bullets. So you talk about stress. Like I was a paramedic. I was more stressed as a mortgage broker than as a paramedic. So I have to phone them up and say, oh, by the way, I was wrong. I screwed up. And what am I going to do about this, right? Like they are in an unconditional contract to have to purchase. They could lose their deposit. And so this is how I handled it then. I would not do this today. 
But I ended up getting a partner and we bought the property. We said, look, I'm going to give you back your deposit. I'm going to buy the property because I don't want you to get sued. And it wasn't the best market, let's be honest. And so I came home and I told my wife, I'm like, hey, oh, by the way, we just bought a property rental in Rutland. And she's like, we bought a what and where now? And I'm like, yeah. And so I explained the whole thing. She's like, oh, my gosh. In any case, so then I tried to do a rent to own with it. I did a bunch of stuff. But six months later, finally sold the place. When the dust cleared, I was out about 20 grand. The realtor found them another property that we did the mortgage for them that they were happy with. I did another mortgage for their family. It all worked out. And then my reputation, though, became with the real estate agents. Okay, Scott made a mistake. And just like politicians never admit mistakes, he admitted the mistake. He fixed the mistake. And your trust level goes up instead of down. There's actually been studies done where the highest level of satisfaction that people have with a contractor is when there's a problem. If everything kind of goes smooth, it's like, well, I was generally satisfied with my experience. If, however, there was a major problem that the contractor fixed, the satisfaction level is actually higher. Now, an unethical person would engineer you know, problems that they knew how to fix to create stress so that they could create the relief of fixing the stress. I don't recommend that. But in any case, what happened was, is that my reputation went up. And when I met other realtors, there would always be a way for me to weave that story. And I'd be like, wow, this guy stands behind what he says he's going to do. So if I tell you you're good, you're good. Now, in hindsight, I probably would have just wrote the $5,000 check. It would have been cheaper and then dealt with any of the follow-up from that. It probably would have ended up being less expensive and less time-consuming. Even the time-consuming of frigging with the property, then I had somebody come in and we had to clean it up and get it painted. And So there was a lot of frigging around. But just the time alone, I could have used to just go find some more deals. But instead, it was a lesson learned. So that was mistake number one. Second time I did this, this was a little later on. And again, I had some clients. And you know when you get clients that you're just... In the back of your head, you're like, you are going to be a pain in my butt. I should fire you. I sort of tried to fire them, but I didn't really fire them. I was like, oh, I don't want to work with you. No, 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 you're the best. And then I was like, oh, man, I know this is going to be a nightmare. I just know it. And then they found a property. It was on lease land, which was going to be a problem. And then it was a lakefront property that had a boat slip. And so I had told them, yes, and I had approval for them on this. And then it came back that once the uh, underwriter had gone through the contract in more detail, they said, whoa, whoa, we can't finance the boat slip. It was a high ratio deal. So they're buying a place for like 95% loan to value. It's got a boat slip. And they're like, the $30,000 boat slip, we're not including. And I'm like, dang it. I told them you're good because I didn't clarify. So then I was like, how am I going to solve this? So then what I had to do was they had another property, a condo, that I did a second mortgage on at 90% loan to value at like 3.19%. Because their interest rate on their mortgage was like 319 and so I said, okay, I lend you the money myself. I'm going to lend you the money for the 3.19. I'm going to secure it against your other property at 90% loan to value at 3.19%. As you can imagine, the whole thing was just a catastrophe. So in both cases, though, I had told the client they were good to go. So I am far more careful. Now, when this happens, you have two choices. You can say, too bad, not my fault, pound salt. And that's one path you can take. If you do that, your reputation is going to get ahead of you. People are going to talk about it. They're going to be like, yeah, you know what? And especially if you're in a small town, it's even worse. If you're in a big city, maybe you get away with it. You can burn people. I have found that having this philosophy, even though it means I make sometimes less money or, and I did get my money back. So on that second mortgage, about three years later, she paid me out. I was like, honestly, because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do if she decides to quit paying. Of course, I could try to foreclose with loan to value is really high. And who knew? Like, but she paid me out. It was the crazy. She just came, brought me a check. It was, here you go. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I had to call my lawyer and say, hey, discharge that mortgage because she just brought me a check. Didn't even do it in proper order. But in any case, it all worked out. The reason I share these stories with you is, is that you are going to make mistakes as a mortgage broker. 
there's no question. You're going to overcommit on something. Be very careful about what you commit to. I'm very careful now about the language I use and careful about what I would put in writing when I send to somebody because I will stand by it. If I say I'm going to do it or if I say you're good, I'm going to find a way to make it work. You know, and I remember a quote from Boris Bozik that I absolutely love. He says that even if it's not our fault, it's our problem. And in these cases, I actually think it was my fault. And I also know that if they were dealing with somebody at the bank, the banker, you know, this has been my experience anyway, they would just basically wash their hands of it, say, sorry, bank changed their mind, too bad. And they would get in their car and they drive home from work and they would not even think twice about it because the bank has their lawyers. And like, as a consumer, sure, go toe to toe with the bank because you're upset about something that one of the advisors said to you, you're not going to get very far with that. You won't have the dollars to fight that battle as long as it will take to get any satisfaction out of it. As an independent contractor, I believe we need to stand behind our work. Just like, you know, I've hired contractors in the past and they've done work for me. And I come in and look and I go, you didn't do it right. And they could say, well, uh, and I'm like, no, you didn't. And so then sometimes they got to work for free. They got to come back and fix it. Sometimes I've had to work for free. You know, I've talked to a lot of other top brokers who are very successful. They tell me sometimes I have to work for free. Sometimes I have to write a check. Sometimes I got to pay off the penalty. That is the cost of doing business. If you want to be a successful business owner and if you want a good reputation, sometimes this is going to happen. Hopefully it's not too often. And if it is, then you've really got to think about you know, the things that you're committing to. But be very careful what you commit to. And then if you do commit to it, you do everything you possibly can to fix that. And then no matter what happens, you're going to have a reputation and you'll always still get referrals. So hopefully that helps you. Hopefully you don't make too many mistakes, but you're going to, I can tell you that, but I know we both know it's going to happen eventually. If you do enough files, there's going to be one that's going to slip and you'll be like, dang it but it'll burn into your brain. You'll make better decisions going forward and just preserve the relationship, play the long game, and you will be successful. Thanks again for listening to this. And if you're a rookie and you found this to be helpful, share it with a friend. You know, there's some of your friends out there that are rookies. They're going to be like, man, I'm going to make mistakes. Give it a share. Hopefully they will find this useful and they can learn how to run a successful business. Thanks so much, guys. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.